Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you in studio today with Bobby Machado, who produces the show brilliantly. And we're here today in the building of Lotus, and we're brought to you by PT's, the best happy hour in town. People always come up to me and say, JT, thanks for PT's, best happy hour in town, where you could book your fantasy football draft party at PT's, build your ultimate fantasy team at your favorite PT's tavern while enjoying ice-cold $7 beer pitchers and food packs for only 20 bucks for a group of four or 40 for a group of six. Bring in more people, and they'll work out a deal for you. A cold pitcher of beer for $7. Man, that sounds good. An ice-cold pitcher of beer for $7, man. That takes me back in the day. Thanks to PTs, they fuel the monologue as I get ready to go. Here's where we're at today. Got a couple of good interviews who are supposed to be calling in. Steve Weish, friend of the writers from NFL Network. Sean Salisbury, former quarterback, elite sports radio host in Houston on a bunch of different topics as we go around the league. Also, we have Mitch Willis, former Raider, defensive lineman. He's going to join us in in the Once a Raider, Always a Raider segment a little bit later on in the show. And then what else we can figure out is we can get you on here so you can be my guest, right? I'd like to hear from people. We're not a podcast. We're a live radio show. We like to hear people jump in right at noon. If you're on lunch, break. If you're doing something, it's 3 o'clock back east. So your day is wrapping up and you're listening on the Raiders mobile app. Sound off like you got a pair. This is the longest running show in Raiders history. Why? Because I guess in the 60s and 70s, they didn't have sports talk radio. So they didn't have a guy like on the like me on the radio for 23 years. We talked to the biggest and best Raider fans. Fact, not fiction. And we'd like to continue to do that from the black hole all the way to the 400 section of the upper deck where I just talked to one of my bosses today who caught me on the Jumbotron as I was interviewing Diplo and said, hey man, I didn't know who that was, but my kids knew who Diplo was. I said the same thing with me. I know who Diplo is, but my sons were proud of me for interviewing Diplo at the game. And he had a great time. So I am following Vinny Bonsignor. Uh, Vinny is at the LA practices where the Raiders are dominating. OMG! Oh my God, the Raiders are having an unbelievable practice against the Rams. Fact, not fiction. Vinny, here's a retweet. At least two air explosives against the Rams secondary today. The latest was the Ruggs touchdown. Think Burgess, one of the DBs, could not see the other from my place far off the field. Things are tense on this side as Woods takes a tough hit from Jonathan Abram. Vinny Bonsignor, 20 minutes ago. Wow. Raiders' Jonathan Abram with a big thump on Rams wide receiver Robert Woods to force an incompletion. Raiders' defensive sideline is really into this. Vinny Bonsignor, 31 minutes ago. The Raiders' defense has been impressive today. Things just look different. These are great tweets. Vinny Bonsignor, 35 minutes ago. This was the Raiders' third interception of the day. Corey Littleton with the pickoff of Stafford. 
Bonsignor, the Raiders' defense has picked off Rams' Matthew Stafford three times so far today. Oh, oh, they're coming to play. Look at this. Vinny, 40 minutes ago, Raiders' Trevon Merrick with a nice tip and interception of Matthew Stafford. If you're into trash-talking, high-intensity guys getting after one another, Rams-Raiders' punt coverage return was for you. That was fun. And then card to Hunter Renfro, who made a leaping catch in traffic on the sideline. Now, the big news today was this. Here's the big news. Nice run by Raiders' Josh Jacobs, capped off by Jalen Ramsey popping Jacobs and knocking his helmet off. Foster Moreau immediately gets in Ramsey's face. Derek Carter, Darren Waller for a Raiders touchdown. Wow. They won the battle today. So it's a practice, but it was serious. There was pushing and shoving. There was trash talking. And the Raiders picked off Stafford three times. If you don't find that a positive, then you have no positivity in your Raider veins. I'm not saying it's the Super Bowl. I'm not saying it's anything. But the fact is, they traveled there on a business trip, and the defense is vastly improved. Now, what I'm going to expect is later today, I'm going to go and I'm going to look at some of the insiders who cover the Rams and get their impression of this. Because Andrew Siciliano from NFL Network tweeted out, tempers flare again. Richie Incognito and Sebastian Joseph Day in the middle of it. Andrew Siciliano, Jalen Ramsey thuds Josh Jacobs' helmet off. Tempers flare. Uh, Rams rookie cornerback Robert Rochelle intercepts Marcus Mariota. So here's here's a Rams guy, national guy, giving you another side of the story. So Vinny I'm going to have on my national show tonight. He's a guest that we already had lined up, and I'll ask him a little bit about this. But it sounds like the Raiders are having a good day. How important is that to you? 702-365-9200. 702-365-9200. How important is this to you that the Raiders intercepted Stafford three times today? With this wrapping up today, the Raiders won day one from most people that I'm following here. Vinny's doing his show out there today. I would, I would listen to Vinny at 4 o'clock after Q and listen to Q and get a vibe on what happened at practice today. Sounds like it's going to be really cool. So good job by the Raiders setting this up. All I care about is no injuries. Because Josh Jacobs got his helmet popped off and Jalen Ramsey and Richie Incognito in a scrum. Don't need that, Richie. Don't need Richie in a scrum where he falls and someone lands on his Achilles. Don't need that. But we knew it was going to be chippy. Everybody knew it was going to be chippy. So I'm excited about that because that should generate some energy on the phone lines from the Raider Nation today. And especially the Raider fans who are listening in Los Angeles who are listening in L.A. and have us on the mobile app, 702-365-9200. Today is Wednesday, I believe, right? Okay, I feel like it's two Fridays from now. I am so burnt out emotionally with this COVID thing that I'm close to tapping out. I can't even put anything up there without being attacked or wanting to go back at people. It's just I'm at wit's end, and it's probably a good thing. Maybe I need to just get off of this. Again, I'm pro-vaccine, just like Stephen A., who came on the show, and John Gruden came on the show. They're pro-vaccine. But I don't know. Maybe it's the level of celebrity with Gruden and Stephen A. being above me that people like to troll down at guys like me. I'm pro-vaccine for a number of reasons. 
I don't care if you are anymore. You do whatever the hell you want to do. Seriously, do whatever you want to do in regards to this. I'm at the point where I am a burnt-out COVID sports talk radio host because it's just too much. It's too much to go and debate people who don't agree with A, common sense, or B, can't frame their opinion on it, or C, even if they can frame their opinion on it, it gets very personal and vile. Okay, no one ever dreamed that we'd have a 100-year pandemic. I didn't even know about it. I think I heard about it. The Spanish flu, was that it? It was the Spanish flu 100 years ago. They didn't have televisions back then. There was no NBC nightly news. There was no Twitter. There was no nothing. People had to put a mask on. They were dying in the streets. Dying in the streets, literally. Burying them in the streets back in the day when there were no paved streets. Now, 100 years later, it falls on our watch. So we got to talk about this with the Legion Stadium, vaccinations, players being vaccinated, baseball players being vaccinated, the NBA going into a bubble in Orlando. I'm out. Okay? It's just at a point now where if you don't get it, if you can't understand the magnitude of this, and again, being based in Vegas, we have it worse Because, again, the world treats Vegas like a trash can. That's my line. People come here with no inhibitions. They swim up to women with $700 bottles of vodka. They play blackjack in the pool. They spill. They get get dirty pool water in their drink and drink it. Because they didn't, they're not aware that you're not supposed to drink it. And then they go up to their hotel room and they pass out. And they trash their room and they race to the airport and go home. And we're left with it. But I love living here. I live in the suburbs, nine miles away from the Strip. I love living here. It's my favorite place to live. I describe it as I live in Palm Desert, but I have the Vegas Strip nine miles away. And I love the weather. I love the heat. I love everything about this place. But I despise COVID. And I've tried to be responsible on this matter. I try to give you the best interviews, the best perspective, the best sound on it. And for some people, it just doesn't matter to them. You're never going to convince them to get a vaccine. You're never going to convince them to do the right thing. You're never going to convince an entire community to band together to try to knock out a 100-year pandemic. We just can't do it in this country because we have very, very, very smart and good people who are not into the vaccine, which I'm fine with. And we have some of the most ignorant and ridiculously stupid people you know, in the world, in the United States, who just aren't educated on this and they don't care. So I, I just complimented the smart people on this topic that don't want to get vaccinated because they have real opinions on it. But for every one of them, we have 2,000 idiots who don't get it and they won't get educated and they won't do their homework. They won't help along the way. So I feel like I'm fighting them every day. So I'm out. Now, Bobby's laughing because he knows I'm not out. He knows, he knows I'm going to get like the Godfather pulled back in on this. But my best friend's coming into town today, the best man at my wedding. Got a big party at the M on Saturday night. I want to drink a bucket of Modelo's desperately by Friday after this show. So I'm checked out on this. I'm done fighting with the anti-vaxxers. I'm done trying to explain to you why you can't come to the game without the vaccine. Like, like JT is going to go have dinner with Mark Davis, and then Mark Davis is going to listen to JT's caller, and then Mark Davis is going to talk to the governor, and then they're going to forget about the vaccine mandate because I because you called my show. It doesn't matter. Do whatever the hell you want to do, but do it responsibly. Know the rules. 
My wife and I already downloaded the clear pass so we have our vaccine card on our phone so I can get in and out of the stadium. I'm not going to wear a mask in the stadium. I'm going to have the bleeping best time of my life at the game. Best time of my life at the game. Doing the pre and post game with Eric Allen. We're doing the pregame at the torch at the giant Coors Light landing. We're going to be on a live stage doing the pregame. We're going to do every pre and post game on the road from the M inside the Raiders Tavern and Grill. So we got a place to hang out, have some beverages, watch the game. So that's going to be fantastic. So with all that combined, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start having fun again because the last year and a half covering the Raiders, which is a joy in my life and an absolute honor, access to the Hall of Fame, access inside the building, but it's been shrouded in COVID. Darren Waller's foundation event. Oh, they didn't have their mask on. Five offensive linemen can't practice the week of Tampa Bay. COVID vaccine mandate now in the stadium. Man, this is not what I signed up for. This isn't sports talk radio. It's nowhere near sports talk radio. All it is is COVID radio. So I'm going to get back to doing what I do best, putting Raider fans on the radio, breaking down the Rams practice, talking to former Raiders, taking care of our clients and partners on the radio, giving them the added value that they expect. And uh, again, I don't know, Bobby. I don't know if it's tapping out. You've known me a very long time. You've seen throughout our career when we started together in 96 when I've hit the wall, and you've said, hey, dude, get out of here. Just get out of here for a month. Can't do that now, man. It's August. We're ready to go. When all else fails as far as this COVID thing goes, just punt. That's all you can do. Yeah, and then people are asking me about the masks at Guns N' Roses. I have no idea. I have no idea what the mask mandate is at Guns N' Roses, you if it's what? different. I don't, it's, it's Axl Rose and Slash. My wife knew Slash's wife well. We went to the Super Bowl with them. I mean, I don't know the rule at Guns N' Roses. Just bring the mask with you. Keep it in your back pocket. <laughs> if you need it, it's there. If not, it's not. Yeah, well, I think I know what I'm going to do at Guns N' Roses as long as I have a beverage in my hand. Right, I'm not, I don't eat at concerts. As long as I have a cocktail in my hand, I can pull my mask down and, and have vodka sodas the whole day in the Twitch club, and I think I'll be all right. I don't know if I'm going to make it to the <laughs> Twitch club. I, you know what? I actually have to go hire a Sherpa so that I can get to my seats for Guns N' Roses. Well, you'll be good. It'll sound good up there. Or right. if he carries me, I'll make it. God, we'll carry you like up there, nine Bobby. Nine miles up, man. <laughs> we will carry you up there. 702-365-9200. Just quickly, some Mark Davis sound from yesterday. We carried the press conference live. He talked about the decision the organization made after meeting with the governor. Um, as you all heard last night, uh, we decided to go with a uh, plan B protocol that uh, Governor Sisolak put out there, which is vaccinated people only into the stadium for Raider games this season. What that does is uh, makes it that we know that we will have full capacity and no masks for the uh, entire season. Um, I said last night it was an easy decision over the two choices. And why I said that is we've had four events here that were mask only, that you had to wear a mask, ma mask mandated, and it's just impossible to police and it's impossible to have, uh, to just make it happen. There's just so many reasons. As people forget to put it back on after drinking uh, something or eating something, or all those other things. So it's not just people not wanting to do it, but sometimes forgetting to do it. Man, how easy is that to understand? 
The only way the Raiders will not be taken down to 50% capacity, which would ruin everything, right? Toast. If that place is half empty, it sucks. I was there last year. There was no one in there. Zero. Okay? So I don't want to see that again. The only possible way to be 100% is to have vaccinated fans without masks on. No other way. Kids under 12 will have to wear a mask because they can't get vaccinated. Kids over 12 who aren't vaccinated can't come. Those who are not vaccinated can't come. But the place will be sold out. And that'll make a difference when the Raiders are on 3rd and 11 on defense and no one has a mask on and everybody's standing up if they decide to do that. So to me, I don't think there's much more to talk about. You don't have to love the decision, but I know a lot of people who agree with it because it's common sense. And do we have any common sense left? Do we have any common sense left? Sometimes I really struggle with that. Sal in Vegas on 920. Start us off, Sal. Hey, JTI, man. I, hey, I can feel your energy through the phone, man. It's awesome, man. I, I'm, with this whole situation, I, I'm with you 1,000%, man. Um, I just wanted to comment in on the start of the show, how you were commenting on the uh, Raiders practice mm-hmm. against the Lambs out there, and it was awesome, man. I think you should have that in the show every day. I got goosebumps listening to you. But uh, I just wanted to say, you know, I, as far as this whole COVID thing, I'm going to be right there with you, brother. I'm not going to have no mask. I'm going to be in there cheering for my Raiders. And guess what? I downloaded that app this morning. It took me a total of maybe two minutes, and I'm and I'm done. My card is on there. I'm ready to go. I'm with you, brother. I'm in there with the Raiders. Raider Nation, let's go. Yeah, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. There's a lot of people that are now deciding to get their vaccination because of the Raiders. Whereas, you know, I've been pretty furious that people are waiting to get vaccinated because they might win a lottery. People are getting vaccinated because they might get a $100 bill in some cities. And I know there are some people in this country that need a $100 bill. So if that's the only way to get them vaccinated, more power to them. But obviously the Raiders are doing this to get the vaccination rate up uh, on top of what they want to do. On top of what they want to do. It's just responsible and the right thing to do. And I believe more teams are going to jump on board. We'll talk about that with Sean Salisbury coming up later in the show. He's in Texas in Houston. And the governor of Texas now has COVID, Governor Abbott. And we'll see what happens with what happens in Florida, where I don't think the governor in Florida would ever allow, ever allow this to be a mandatory vaccine and a mask mandate. I don't think so, but I don't know what Roger Goodell is going to do in two weeks or a month. That's why it'd be nice if if the COVID uh, positivity rate went down. If it goes down like it did at some point here in Vegas, then everything's 100% capacity and no one talks about it. But we can't do it right in Vegas. We screw it up, and then the positivity rate goes up to 17% with the new variant. Fact, not fiction. Fact, yeah. But, you know, again, I'm supposed to be out of this topic. Uh, James in Arizona on the Raiders mobile app. Hello, James. Hi, JT. How are you, James? How you doing? Good, thank you. You're um, just a uh, long-time fan, first-time caller. I love I love your whole show. I listen to it all the time. Thank you. I'm um, always wanting to call in, but uh, I completely agree with you with the COVID. It, you can't fix stupid. Um, and uh, on top of it, I, oh my gosh, the, the what you just at the beginning of the show uh, about the Raiders uh, mm-hmm. joint practice with the Rams totally fired me up, especially on the defense side of the ball. Oh my gosh, like it's been a, such a long time since mm-hmm. the defense has actually done something. 
And I knew with the new hire that everything was going to be good. And I just have a really good feeling, very big optimism. I know it's at the beginning of the year, but I'm always like that, just like everybody else. But I don't know, it just feels way different to me all the way around on both sides of the ball. Offense, you can't go wrong with it. It's sky's the limit, in my opinion. Defense is going to be I, – I, I just – yeah. Good. Good. Thanks for the call. You know, I'm, this is Vinny Bonson, your reporting, and Paul Gutierrez reporting, and obviously other people reporting, such as Vic Tafer. Everybody reporting what's happening. I'm not at practice today. I'm not broadcasting from L.A. I'm just reading that the Raiders had three interceptions of Stafford, a lot of defensive plays there. Their, their energy was great, and their defense led the way. And Carr had a couple of really good passes to Renfro and Waller. But other than that, uh, I'm taking a look. And what's, what I'm reading, and it sounds like a really positive day. Gangster Raider, you're up next. Raider Nation Radio, hello. Hey, what's happening, JT? And um, I want, I'm here in L.A., so um, I've been hearing little leaks and stuff, too, about the practice, and it's all been pro-Raider here, too. And um, I like that because, you know, I'm here in L.A., and it's still Raider Nation down here. It's still Raider Town, believe it or not, even though it's two other teams here. All you see is Raider everywhere you go. And, it, and even the little – um. Rams and Charger fans, you do see when they see real Raider fans, they like look down, they put their head down because they, they know we're the only team in LA to still win a Super Bowl to this day. But I want to say what I've been hearing about the practices has all been pro Raider, and I've been watching the news. At first, they was pumping it up the um the practice between us and them, mm-hmm. you know, for the days leading up to it. But all today, I've been watching the news, and they've been like downplaying. They haven't I haven't heard anything pro um, Rams even on their reports. So. That's good because I, you know, I like the Rams. I mean, I like the Raiders to come in here and squash the Rams because this is our town and we should have been here. But I'm glad we in Vegas, though. Um, I think it worked out for the best. But they know this is still our town and smashing them in practice like we're gonna smash them on Saturday and uh, when the Raider Nation take over SoFi Stadium, which I call our vacation home because we undefeated it there mm-hmm. when we smashed the Chargers last season. So we undefeated in our vacation home here in LA and SoFi. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to keep the positivity going at the Raider practices and um, get as much as we can from it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get get as much as you know different looks as we can and and benefit as you know make it as beneficial as possible while we down here. You still yep. understand what I'm saying, JT? Absolutely. And I'm pumped up. Let's go. Let's go Raiders. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? LA is still Raider Nation town. It is. You know what I'm saying? It's- it is. Gangster. Thank you. Thank you, Gangster mm-hmm. Raider. It is. It is. L.A. is majority a Raider town. L.A. And that's why it is a nightmare, nightmare for the Chargers to have to deal with the Raiders at SoFi every year for the next hundred years in that building or however long they have it. It's going to be Raiders. Vic Tafer reported almost an hour ago another scrum incognito in the middle of this one. Both sidelines run on the field. From Vic Tafer, Ruggs beats two Rams DBs deep, and Carr hits some big roar. Mariota with another interception dropped, then hits Zay Jones deep. Nice adjustment on the catch. So this is coming from Raiders beat riders, but most of it seems pretty positive today. Very positive today. And today I talked to one of my best friends in town who is not vaccinated. He's one of my good friends, and he told me because he's a Raiders season ticket holder, he's got a young kid a family that he's going to get vaccinated. And he asked me about what the vaccine I got was. I said, Madeira, blah, blah, blah. And he says he's going to go do it because of the Raiders. He gets it. You don't all have to agree. You don't have to, you don't have to be in love with this. And you don't have to get vaccinated. 
but I talked to a diehard Raider fan today who's in the entertainment business, in the on the strip corridor, and now because of the Raiders and Mark Davis's vaccine mandate, no problem. I'm getting it today because the Raiders and the game means everything to him and his family. So he's going to go to the games. It has an impact on people. Why do you think they're going door to door in every town in America trying to get people to the front door saying, hey, we're here. We'll give you a free vaccine. We'll put you in our lottery. You can win 15 grand. They're trying. They're working hard to try to stop this virus. The only way it's going to be stopped is by some form of a vaccine that works and a lot of people taking it so they don't spread it anymore. You don't have to be a scientist for that. Everybody needs to come together on this. We're coming up on 18, 19 months in sports on this, and it's getting worse again. We're going through another bad cycle. And in order to stop this bad cycle, got to be more conscious of it and not spread the virus. All right, we're brought to you by Five Iron Golf. I was just there. Their leagues have started. It's fantastic. Get in their simulators. It's a $65 value for free. Just tell them JT sent you. Five Iron Golf inside Area 15. If you like hitting golf balls, playing simulated golf, having food and beverages, it's the best place in town. Yeah, we're excited. Mitch Willis will join us here in a little bit. Former defensive tackle, real good player with the Raiders. And we're brought to you by the M Resort, where we'll be hosting the pre- and post-game show every one when the Raiders are on the road, which I'm really excited about. I like the M. The pool's great. Their restaurants are fabulous. Everything is entertaining there. I love being at the M. So if you get a chance and you're local or you're coming in if you're out of town, you want to watch the pregame show with Eric Allen and myself, watch the game uh, brought to you by Modelo, Remy Martin. Both have tremendous signage and room in that Great Raiders Tavern and Grill. That's where we'll be. Reminds me of the old days where I used to do the pre- and post-game show from the back of the Oakland Airport Hilton. You want to talk about getting down. When that, when that, when that team, when the Raiders were playing and they were winning and going to the Super Bowl, and I was hosting the pre-game show, not, not the post-game, pre-game show, doing it there, and then this is when the team was on the road. So I was traveling to home games from Vegas and road games to do that. Uh, that was wild. If anybody remembers what it was like when we were doing the broadcast from the Oakland Airport Hilton Bar, there was no there was no plexiglass. It was people like in your lap doing that. That was crazy. Looking forward to being there at the M. 702-365-9200. Raiders had a really good day at practice. We're going to get some more sound in. Derek Carr is going to speak from L.A., We'll either carry that or play it in its entirety if we can. Danny and Fresno on the app. What's happening, Danny? Hey, JT, man. Super excited, especially hearing about all the practice stuff. I'm keeping up on Twitter, man. I can't wait. You know, I know Gruden doesn't want any video out, but I hope I see something. <laughs> but I'm excited, man. Been listening to your show for years, for years. Uh, about the vaccine real quick. My wife and I bought tickets to go to the home opener Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it came out that they were mandating it, we're going to go ahead and just go get go get the jab, and we'll be there on Monday night. Yeah, you're going to have to be there. With, you're going to have to be there. Hold on. You're going to have to be there with a the mask because that'll be your first vaccine. you got to get two. 
depending on if, yeah. if you get that, you probably have to go get your vaccine, wear your mask to that before you get your second shot and then be fully vaccinated. Yeah, and I got a question too because I know I read on the on the press release they're gonna for those who are halfway vaccinated. Yeah, we lost you. Your phone cut out, Bobby. His phone cut out. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know what to tell you on that. You have to be fully vaccinated. So in between your two shots, if you're going down that road, you're going to have to wear a mask until you're fully vaccinated. So anybody who gets on that train and gets vaccinated, you got plenty of time before Monday night football. And then right after that, you'll be able to get your second and be ready to roll for the whole season because John Gruden and Mark Davis want the place full without masks on. The key is, and again, anybody who went to the preseason game, call me. I'd love to hear this. If you went to the preseason game, which is our only game, first ever game with fans, the ribbon cutting, did you keep your mask on? How many people did you notice not wearing their mask? I'm not the mask police. I've never been the mask police. You don't have your mask on. It's unfortunate, but I'm not the guy to tell you to put it on. And all of these people that work there are busting their ass, going up and down the concourse, telling people to lift their mask up. That won't work. That'll never work with 65,000. It might work with 400 people at a concert. It's not going to work with 65,000 fans. Fargo Raider in North Dakota, thanks for waiting and listening on the app. What's happening? Oh, hey, JT, thank you. Thank you. Big fan of the show. Love calling in. You have great content. I got to say I'm fired up for our defense this year after hearing them do good against the first team of the Rams. Mm -hmm. And I'm just excited to be there for the first Monday night game. I got my app, I got my vaccines, and mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. Thank you for the show and everything you do for the nation. So you're coming in from you're coming in from North Dakota for the Monday night game. Where are you staying? I'm staying at the New York, New York, so Good. I get a view of my beautiful stadium. So you booked your airfare and you booked your hotel way out in advance. Yes, I've Good had for it for two months now. I've been counting the days. No, that's nice because a lot of people are blowing up my phone. Where to stay, where to stay. They didn't get their rooms yet. And they're trying to get airline tickets, and they're going through the roof. So you were smart enough to get in front of this. Oh, yes. I got my tickets early to the game. I got my tickets early to get there and my tickets or my hotel room booked. So I would have no issues to go watch my first game in Allegiant. Good love for you. my team. Love this Raider Nation radio that gives us a chance to speak out and speak up on our beloved Raiders. Great. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Thanks a lot for checking in from Fargo. That's cool. That doesn't happen if there's not a Raiders mobile app. No chance. We're thrilled by that. 702-365-9200. Phones are rocking today. Maybe it had something to do with the pads popping in L.A. People are fired up with Ruben in Vegas on 920. Go ahead, Ruben. Hey, JT. Thanks for taking the call. I yep. want to thank you personally, you and Bobby, for those tickets. I was with my son at the game. Yeah, I uh, saw the picture you took, and we retweeted that. Thank you for doing that. Great. Uh, no problem. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I'm just with all this vaccine stuff. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you, JT. I was one of the hesitant ones, but you know, my wife's been my wife's been trying to force me to get it. She has it already, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna get it. You know, if I want to go to these games, and from you know, my family's safety also. You know, after doing some research and mm-hmm. and, and common sense, basically. But uh, she told me straight up, though, JT. She's like, "Damn, you love the Raiders more than you love me." <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, some people need encouragement. <laughs> I mean, that's what this whole thing's been about. After after the wave of the first people that got vaccinated and then it hit a wall and then the president decided to push it again and everybody's pushing it again. And we're at a point now where the numbers have popped up recently 
And then here in the Raider Nation, this is a way to move the needle even more. I mean, whatever it takes, that's where we're at as a country right now, whatever it takes to get that number up, that big number up even more. That's right. That's right. That's true. But really quick with the game, I'm not lying to you, though, man. I had my mask on. My son, we had our mask on the whole time. And there was a lot of people, man. I'll be honest with you, screaming. You know how we scream Raiders out there without wearing masks and all that. That was a little scary, man. Like I said, I'm not vaccinated yet, but Mm. the whole time I had my mask on and and just walking around the concourse and all that, it was just kind of scary when people in front of me in my seats and and walking around without their masks screaming Raiders and all that. That was was kind of scary, being honest. But I will get my vaccine. Uh, You know, got to be safe. You know, got to make the wife happy. Happy wife, happy life. And I want to see my Raiders, too. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Ruben. Happy you won the tickets. And again, for those people that don't think we should be forced to have a vaccine, I get it. I'm fine with that. This is the United States of America. We have choices. But if you're going to have a mask mandate at an event, people should be wearing a mask, period. I mean, you can't have people going to something that's a mask mandate and throwing their mask down and putting it in their pocket. That's wrong. Just don't go. You have the option not to go. Don't be that guy or gal that's going to go and claim you're going to follow the rules and then don't follow them. It defeats the purpose here. And the writers take this very seriously. And you saw the writer Brass yesterday talk about it. Wayne's in Utah on the Raiders mobile app. What's happening? Uh, doing good, JT. Thanks, Wayne. Yeah. You're on the radio. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I heard you saying, was there anybody there? Uh, at the preseason game. And I was there. To be honest, I didn't wear my mask. I had it down at my chin mm-hmm. almost the whole time. I've uh, been fully vaccinated since January. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I it's uncomfortable. I don't, you know, I don't get good breath when I... Well, now you, you, you were supposed to wear your mask. At the preseason yeah. game, you're admitting you didn't, and now you won't have to wear your mask, and you won't be breaking the rules because you're vaccinated. Exactly, yeah. No. Is that it? Yeah. All right, it. <laughs> thanks for the call. All right, that's it. There's a guy. Look at that, Bobby. You love that. Guys are, the guys are calling in saying they broke the rules. Yeah, JT, I was that guy that didn't wear my mask. I had the chin strap on. That's always beautiful when you're in the airport. Been in the, I've been in the airport a lot lately. And the chin brigade, where everybody just walks through security and then it's around their chin. And you're like, okay, great. That, that's not how this works. Doug in Washington. Thanks for listening on the Raiders mobile app. How are you, Doug? Uh, great. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. And so uh, I'm in Section 132. I think you're a little familiar with that. Oh, I, am, uh, I, am, I, I am very familiar with Section yeah. 132. There you go. So my wife and I, we both had our mask on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire row in front of us did not. Um, I would say the section was probably about 50-50. Uh, I saw attendants come by and mention it. They put the mask on and two steps up the, the, the section. They pulled them right out and looked at them and kind of laughed at each other. So to me, this whole thing is on Raider fans. It was, you had a chance to wear a mask and do the right thing, follow the rules. I don't like wearing a mask, but that's the rules. So the Raiders had to do something, uh, and they, they realized there's no way you mm-hmm. can uh, uh, police this. So yeah. they did what they had to do. I have no problem with it. I've got the vaccine. If I didn't, I'd go get it, and so I'm ready to go. Yeah, um, you, you make lo- a good point. Well, you make a good point about the fact that people, you know, people aren't wearing their mask when they were told to do it, and just total disrespect for the people that are working there. And 
again, I get it because it was such a festive event. And as Mark Davis said yesterday, people forget. They forget when they're eating and drinking to put it back on. And I understand that. That's why there is now a vaccine mandate. This would never work with 65,000 lunatic Raider fans having the time of your life. No chance it would work. This was a last-ditch way to keep the place at full capacity than 50%. And Sisolak, whatever you think of him, has no problem shutting down this place and going from 100 to 70 or 100 to 50, 100 to 20%. And it might be happening again, and it better not happen at Allegiant Stadium. That's why we're going to be 100%. Appreciate the call going forward. Believe me, the last thing I, you know, I was at the groundbreaking in Henderson. I was at the groundbreaking. I am seated at the stadium when there was nothing there. I was at the topping off ceremony when they put the last piece of steel on top. I am seat all of that. I never dreamed we'd be talking about this two years later. Never dreamed of it. But we are still. And we come together as a family here in the Raider Nation, brought to you by Grimaldi's. My buddy's coming in tonight. We will be at Grimaldi's in Boca, picking up some Brooklyn Bridge pies. Best pizza I ever had. We'll see how it goes. You know, I'll probably answer that question after we do it. We're, we're encouraged. We've done it before with the Rams. Uh, we did it with the Lions. I think if everybody cooperates and um, plays with the right etiquette, we'll get a lot out of it, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. This JT the Brick Legends moment is brought to you by M Resort, the official team headquarters hotel of the Las Vegas Raiders. JT with you. Mitch Willis kind enough to join us, former nose tackle, defensive tackle, Described by a 30-year Raider executive who told me today, Mitch is one of the great guys I've ever met. If you met him once, he became your friend. He got everything out of his career. Anyone who met him or meets Mitch likes him. He's your best friend. A few minutes talking to him. Mitch, how about that as an introduction? How are you? Thanks for coming on. Well, I appreciate that, JT. That's hard. Uh, that's a hard intro to follow up on. I, I I, I think I might be owing somebody some money for something <laughs> like an uh, intro like that. You came to the Raiders after the Super Bowl run with great teammates and a great team. Talk about the journey to get to the Raiders. 1984, seventh round pick, 183 overall. How'd you hit the ground running? Well, I think I, I think that you hit the nail on the head with it. There were there was a great established group here. Uh, I mean, you had guys like Howie Long. You had guys like Todd Christensen and Mike Haynes and Marcus Allen. And so you had a group of professionals that knew how the game was to be played. And I think that's the, that's the beauty of the Raiders is the legacy that the players that are already there bring to the young guys as they come in. And it's, it's talk. It's not, uh, uh, it's not it's something you come in uh, already knowing. And so I think by having those folks, there to help us uh, understand the uh, Raider way to do it, uh, along with obviously, you know, a coach like Tom Flores and Al Davis uh, being the owner at the time. So uh, it it was easy to get into the fold very quickly because not getting into the fold was not uh, necessarily tolerated. Mitch Willis is our our guest. So, you come into a really good team, and I know you blocked some kicks on special teams, but you had a lot of great players 
in front of you? What was that like, the motivation to just get out on the field with so many good guys in that rotation on that defensive line? How tough was that mentally to get on the field and try to impress the coaches? Well, it it was incredibly tough because of the talent that was there, but it was also something that motivated you because you saw the great players, uh, you know, playing with Howie Long and Bill Pakel and Greg Townsend and Lalo Zato and Sean Jones and Reggie Kinlaw, and, you know, you just go down the list. I think the first three years I was there, we were were top two or three in sacks every year. So you're trying to get on the field and get playing time. Uh, with some of the best in the business. And so I think that that motivated me to try to do it. And I went there with an attitude that, you know, I was going to do it no matter what. I, how how I got there, didn't know, but I was going to find a way. And I think we were all blessed that uh, we had a defensive line coach and Earl Leggett yes. that was one of the best in the business. And when you've got a guy there that's pushing you and driving you, uh, along with a group and a, a teammates in the in the meeting room and in the locker room that are going to push you and get the best out of you. So uh, I, I was definitely uh, I had the benefit of of that uh, between the coaching staff as well as the players in uh, our meeting room. Former Raiders defensive tackle Mitch Willis is our guest. I'm happy you mentioned Earl Leggett. As such a great legendary coach, now the Raiders have Rod Marinelli, kind of a Hall of Fame defensive line coach. The Raiders don't have the players yet that you played with in your rotation, but I'm sure, Mitch, you're following the news here with Yannick Ngakwe, Max Crosby, Cleland Farrell, who was taken number four overall. Then they bring in Solomon Thomas and Phylon. They have a lot of depth now, and they're trying to work in a rotation to keep the legs fresh. You were a part of that. Tell our listeners how that works, because you're going to leave Howie Long on the field when you play. You're going to leave Greg Townsend on the field as much as you can, but when you're bringing in a fresh rotation, it puts a lot of pressure on the opposing offensive line and quarterback. You're exactly right, and as well as different styles of play. So how I rush the passer as a six eight and a half six nine guy, as opposed to a Reggie Kinlaw or a Greg Townsend, it's different. And so you're not only hitting them with multiple bodies, you're hitting them with multiple styles of play and how you rushed. And so not only did we do it with the tenacity to get there, but we gave them different looks all the time. And to your point, we stayed fresh. Uh, Earl made a point of we were going to play six, seven, eight, sometimes eight guys in a game. So you were going to get looks at different people. And if a guy like Howie needed a break, there was somebody right behind him that was going to give that person uh, that they were going against every bit they could handle. So I think the, the combination of the styles of play, the combination of the numbers, we were constantly rotating and keeping people fresh. And, you know, I, I played, you know, at least 25 snaps a game. Well, mm-hmm. very few backups in a situation like that get that. But the way that Earl ran the team, that's how he did it. He trained us all you, that you were going to go on. When your number was called, you were going to be out there and you were going to give it what you, were, what you needed to. Mitch Willis, once a Raider, always a Raider. So six, eight and a half. When was your growth spurt? You know, from Dallas, SMU, when you, when did you realize, I mean, your size and strength were everything. When did it all click for you at a very young age where you knew you were going to be this tall, this strong, and have an opportunity to play in college and on Sundays? 
Well, it's interesting you say that because I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day. Between my sophomore and junior year in high school, I went from 5'10 to 6'4. <laughs> and so everything started coming together then. But it probably wasn't until my senior year or going into my senior year that, you know, just wrapped up my junior year and I started getting interest when all of a sudden you're getting Michigan and Alabama and Texas and you're getting communication from, which is all completely different. Recruiting back then versus the way it is now is night and day. But I think it was then. But, but the interesting thing about it, and I tell people this, they can't believe it, I grew over an inch and a half after I got out of college. So I grew you know, well past my 21st birthday. So as you're continuing to grow, you're starting, you also got to grow into your body. And so I continued to work out. I got taller. I got stronger. I, I gained weight. And so that, that continued up through my rookie and even my second year in the league. And it was interesting because I was just at the reunion the other day and I was talking with Reggie Kenlaw, who I'm, I'm a, I played defensive tackle, defensive end in college. And the only time I had ever lined up at nose guard, I was playing in the East West all-star game and the, they only brought one nose guard. He got hurt and nobody else wanted to line up there. And so I did, and I did very well. Mm-hmm. Well, I come in, I'm drafted by the Raiders. I know I'm going to play tackle in the four man line, but Al tells me he wants me to learn to play nose guard, which my size is not your typical nose guard. But at the same time, he also had Bill Piquel. So Bill Piquel and I backed up uh, Reggie Kinlaw when, mm-hmm. when I first got there. And so uh, it's interesting how you learn, you adapt to the situation. So Reggie did a great job along with Earl and Bill teaching me how to play a position that I had never played before other than probably 15 snaps in an all-star game. Mitch, as we wrap it up, Mitch Willis is our guest. Again, the, the, the famed video operator Johnny Otten texted me and said, when it came to you, Al Davis, quote, loved you. You had a great relationship with Al Davis. How cool is that? What can you say about that relationship with Al Davis and how important it is now to have that relationship with Mark Davis? Well, it, it, it's, it's, it's unusual for an owner like Al. It's more common today, I think, because you get some of these owners that are very visible. Al never missed a practice. And you always knew he was there. You knew he was watching you. And so, uh, you know, having, having the eyes of the guy that's writing the check, so to speak, uh, was interesting because it's not typical. It, at least back then it wasn't typical. But Al helped transform the game to what it is today. And so if you think about the things that he did, the way he ran teams, you, you now start seeing that with other folks. You said, I mean, Jerry Jones is a great example, and has mm-hmm. used it many times how he's talked about, he learned a lot about the NFL from conversations with Al Davis. And so having a guy like that, uh, you know, once you're on your team, I, I'll you know, I'll be a Raider. I know I am a Raider for life, and uh, I'll be a fan, uh, whether it be at the games or from afar, because it's a community, it's a family. It's, uh, you know, as I said, I went to the reunion a couple of weekends ago, got a chance to see Mark, who I hadn't seen in a number of years. I got to see a, a lot of teammates. I met people that played on the very first Raider team, and so – to see that long, uh, that legacy of success 
and winning was uh, was exciting. And Al Davis did it. He started it. He's the he's the foundation. He's the reason why it's there. It's the reason that the flame is lit because you're a Raider for life, and uh, our, the goal is to go out there and just give it all you can because there's a there's a different purpose uh, than just the team. They're still mm-hmm. regarded as one of the teams uh, that helped build the NFL to what it is today. Thanks, Mitch, for doing this. Thanks once a ra- yeah, uh, once a Raider, always a Raider. Thanks for doing this. Look forward to seeing you out in Vegas at some of these games, Thank and we'd you, love JT. to have you on again. I look again. forward to it. Take care. Thank you, Mitch. You, you got it. Mitch Bye-bye. Willis, really good player. And uh, played behind some of the greatest defensive players of the Raiders in Los Angeles. That's what we do. You get a chance. I think it's one of the few times I've interviewed him. I don't recall it in the past, but he's got great stories to tell there. Really cool about Al Davis. Al Davis, the owner that went to every practice and watched every play on film and would stay up in his office till past midnight and call Bill Parcells and call everybody and talk. I mean, rare in sports, in all sports, to have a legacy like that with Al Davis. Man, that hour was great. Calls were fantastic. Sean Salisbury will join us, and Steve Weish from NFL Network next hour. Big hour on Raider Nation Radio upcoming.